Welcome to It's Time. This is Senior Pastor Ron Fawcett with Valley of the Sun Church here in Glendale, Arizona. And today's message is the word for the wordless. And John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. Christians today try to make being saved a lot easier than it really is. There are some uh, pastors, preachers, teachers, and evangelists who try to make it so simple. But for a man to admit God is right and that he is wrong would mean that the man would have to completely put his pride down. And not just swallow his pride, but a total release of oneself. Now, if he swallows his pride, he can throw it back up. But to be saved, a person has to give up of themselves. As leaders who will perhaps listening to this podcast and they'll be ministering to the unsaved, to babes in Christ and those who think they're saved, it's very important for us to know scripture and be led by the Holy Spirit. He knows your audience, so let him direct you to what needs to be preached so that each individual may receive what God has for them. The gospel is like a one-size-fits-all item. It's for everybody. And you're preaching the gospel to the unsaved. You must reach them with the importance of the good news of Jesus Christ by revealing to them their spiritual basic needs. These basic needs must be spoken of in your message so they can have some understanding of what John 3.16 is all about. So today I want to look at six basic needs for an unsaved person to know. Now, I'll be sharing with you a, a few scriptures, uh, but you cannot just preach Bible verses because people won't get it. All right, so 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Carefully study to present thyself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Okay, the first thing is the unsaved person needs to know that God is. They need to know that there is a God. You have to present God before you can present his love. Hebrews 11.6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And Jesus said in the scriptures, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. So he, exi he existed before time, and he still exists today. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He is the first and the last. He is God. Secondly, the unsaved person needs to know the Bible is God's word. See, John 1, 1, it tells us in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. To verify that God is, that he is the word, we see him in the book of Revelation. 1913, John wrote, and he was clothed in a vesture dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God. The Bible is still his ever inspired, spoken and written word. See, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Why? But that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And that's found in Timothy 3.16. Now, the third thing is the unsaved person needs to know how to be saved. Interesting. Let's go, if, if you will, to Acts 16, verse 29 through 31. Just to give you an idea of what we're talking about. Then he called for light, ran in and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And so they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. So in verse 30, the soldier who spoke about this must, he said, what must I do to be saved? Or what must I do to be saved from everlasting torment? 
Paul told the jailer, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thy house. Now, Paul also said in Romans 10, 9 through 10, it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, that thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Also, verse 13 of Romans 10, it says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, a question you can ask is, what is the motiva motivating factor in their life to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior? Well, going to hell is not the reason. It's a good motivator, but fear doesn't last long. It is because they must have sorrow and remorse for their sins. They must have a repentant heart, which means they must change their mind about things. Repent means to change one's mind. They must change their outlook on their beliefs. Attending church won't get them saved. A good person medal won't get them saved. They must admit they are wrong and God is right. See, that's the easiest thing to preach, but the hardest thing to accept. Jesus said in John 3, 17, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Then he goes on in verse 18, he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not on him is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. Now, some know they need to be saved. They just choose not to. The jailer had a choice. He chose Christ. The jailer chose to be saved then. The choice to be saved was the key to his family being saved also. So we need to share with them how to be saved. Explain to them that it's not by religious works or good behavior, but it is by their choice to listen to the Holy Spirit who is talking to them through his word, your preaching, and making up their mind to change their mind, confessing it before God and asking him to save them today. The unsaved person needs to desire to be saved. This particular guard had a desire to be saved. He had been shown there was a true God and he believed uh, in Acts 8, you perhaps you've read about Philip and the eunuch. And the eunuch was reading Isaiah, and Philip was sent to preach it to him, and the eunuch had a desire to be saved. So in verse 37 of Acts 8, it says, And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may be saved. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Interesting. Now, the last thing is the unsaved person needs to trust Jesus Noun. And Paul said in 2 Corinthians 6, 2, it says, Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We do not know how much time we have. And Job said this in chapter 14 of Job. And James says, Where as ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanishes away. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he may be found. Now, the conclusion of this is the soldier chose to be saved because of the testimony of Jesus Christ through Paul and Silas. God had revealed to him exactly what he was. He was lost, dirty, unrighteous, and the only way he could become whiter than snow was to accept the fact that Jesus Christ died for his sins, sins that he had, and he repented of them. Your message through love must let them know that they are sinners 
We all have fallen short. They need to know that there is a penalty of dying without Christ as their Savior. Eternal separation from God. But they need to know that there is a free gift waiting for them. A new life in God. Thank you so much for spending time with me on this podcast. Have a wonderful day. Welcome to It's Time. This is Senior Pastor Ron Fawcett with Valley of the Sun Church in Glendale, Arizona. Today's message is, will you? There are so many things that we want from God, but there's also so many things God wants from us. Uh, the things in which we want from God are his blessings. The things which God wants from us are our curses. In Matthew 16, 25, it says, For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Today, God is asking us, the body of Christ, his church, to totally trust him. The question is, do you still want to carry and care for your own troubles that have plagued you? Or are you willing to let go and let God for the glory of Jesus Christ? In Matthew 11, verse 28, and it says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Today, God is asking, will you? Will you take down the shield that you put up to protect your heart from those who have hurt you? Will you raise that shade that has concealed the darkness surrounding your life so that my light may come in and bring forth a ray of hope? Will you open the door of your past, which has haunted your present, so that I can wipe your slate clean to prepare you for your future? Will you just crack the window of your mind? A small opening is all that I require so that I may replace yours with the mind of Christ? Will you unzip your pocketbooks and pockets that has carried poverty and emptiness for too long so that I can fill them to overflowing with prosperity and fullness? Will you unscrew the cap off the jar which has contained those broken promises that you have carried so that I may rid those hindrances forever out of your life and replace them with the faithfulness of my promises and hopes? Will you take down the panels that you have used to board up the shelter that you have placed yourself in to protect yourself from the pains of life, which has become a prison instead of a shelter, so that I may free you? For whosoever I free is free indeed. Will you give me back your body, which is the temple of my spirit, the one that you have abused and others may have misused, so that I can make it whole and new? so that you may have a full life filled with my glory, that I may sanctify it. In Luke chapter 22, verse 42, it says, And Jesus said, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. In front of Jesus was the cross. In front of you, the cross that you'll have to bear, if you will. Jesus is saying in this verse, if as much as I don't want to do it, I know it must be done. In regards to your spirit talking to your flesh, it should say as much as you don't want to surrender all, you know it must be done. And Jesus said, for it has nothing to do with me, but everything to do with your will, Father. We should say, Father, so that you are glorified, let your will be done. Will you give up your life so that I may give you my life? God is asking, for old things will pass away and all things shall become new through Jesus, who gave up his all to give you 
his all. The salvation of Christ is from everlasting to everlasting. Will you? And as the psalmist said in Psalms 40, verse 8, I desire to do your will, oh my God. I thank you so much for spending this time with me. And you have a wonderful day out there and take care. Welcome to It's Time. This is Senior Pastor Ron Fawcett, Valley of the Sun Church in Glendale, Arizona. Today's message is, will you? There are so many things that we want from God, but there's also so many things God wants from us. Uh, the things in which we want from God are his blessings. The things which God wants from us are our curses. In Matthew 16, 25, it says, for whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Today, God is asking us, the body of Christ, his church, to totally trust him. The question is, do you still want to carry and care for your own troubles that have plagued you? Or are you willing to let go and let God for the glory of Jesus Christ? In Matthew 11, verse 28, and it says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Today, God is asking, will you? Will you take down the shield that you put up to protect your heart from those who have hurt you? Will you raise that shade that has concealed the darkness surrounding your life so that my light may come in and bring forth a ray of hope? Will you open the door of your past, which has haunted your present, so that I can wipe your slate clean to prepare you for your future? Will you just crack the window of your mind? A small opening is all that I require, so that I may replace yours with the mind of Christ. Will you unzip your pocketbooks and pockets that has carried poverty and emptiness for too long so that I can fill them to overflowing with prosperity and fullness? Will you unscrew the cap off the jar which has contained those broken promises that you have carried so that I may rid those hindrances forever out of your life and replace them with the faithfulness of my promises and hopes? Will you take down the panels that you have used to board up the shelter that you have placed yourself in to protect yourself from the pains of life, which has become a prison instead of a shelter so that I may free you for whosoever I free is free indeed. Will you give me back your body, which is the temple of my spirit, the one that you have abused and others may have misused so that I can make it whole and new? so that you may have a full life filled with my glory, that I may sanctify it. In Luke chapter 22, verse 42, it says, And Jesus said, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. In front of Jesus was the cross. In front of you, the cross that you'll have to bear, if you will. Jesus is saying in this verse, if as much as I don't want to do it, I know it must be done. In regards to your spirit talking to your flesh, it should say as much as you don't want to surrender all, you know it must be done. And Jesus said, for it has nothing to do with me, but everything to do with your will, Father. We should say, Father, so that you are glorified, let your will be done. Will you give up your life so that I may give you my life? God is asking, for old things will pass away and all things shall become new through Jesus, who gave up his all to give you his all. The salvation of Christ is from everlasting to everlasting. Will you?
And as the psalmist said in Psalms 40, verse 8, I desire to do your will, oh my God. I thank you so much for spending this time with me. You have a wonderful day out there and take care.